Hey everybody! You are listening to the Creative Biolabs podcast, the show that introduces the basics about stem cells and their broad applications. Please contact us if you have any questions or suggestions. And don't forget to subscribe to follow the latest updates. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Connie. Thanks for tuning in. Our guest today is Dr. Benjamin Smith, a journal editor specializing in immunotherapy. Benjamin, thank you for being with us. Nice to meet you, Connie, and thank you for having me here. Thanks for coming. As we all know, the first tissue identified as a source of plastic adherent, fibroblast-like cells was bone marrow. When placed in tissue culture plates, bone marrow gives rise to colony-forming units of fibroblasts, known as CFUF. Originally, these cells were designated as stromal cells, and numerous studies have been conducted on them. The primary goal was to cultivate a pure cell population for regeneration purposes. Today, we're going to discuss the cells referred to as mesenchymal stem cells in these studies. To start, could you provide us with a definition of mesenchymal stem cells? Of course. Mesenchymal stem cells, often abbreviated as MSCs, still lack a universally accepted definition. However, MSCs are generally described as a population of cells that adhere to plastic surfaces and can be induced to differentiate into various lineages in vitro. These lineages include osteogenic, chondrogenic, adipogenic, and myogenic cells. As part of their stem cell characteristics, MSCs proliferate and produce daughter cells with the same gene expression pattern and phenotype, maintaining the original cell stemness. Self-renewal and differentiation potential are two key criteria for identifying MSCs as genuine stem cells, but these traits are typically confirmed through in vitro manipulation at the single cell level. There's no clear description of the characteristics exhibited by unaltered MSCs in vivo. Can MSCs be identified by specific surface markers, similar to how hematopoietic stem cells are recognized by CD34? Unfortunately, no, as MSCs lack a unique marker. However, the CD105 surface antigen has been used to isolate human MSCs from bone marrow, allowing for the characterization of freshly isolated human MSCs before culture. Some surface antigens, such as CD45 and CD31, are indeed expressed in freshly isolated human MSCs, but show reduced expression in culture-expanded human MSCs. This suggests that human MSCs may undergo changes during culture. Several studies have characterized cultured MSCs using various methods, such as assessing cell surface antigens or observing differentiation potential. Recently, the Mesenchymal and Tissue Stem Cell Committee of the International Society for Cell Therapy proposed several minimum criteria for defining human MSCs. First, MSCs must adhere to plastic surfaces under standard culture conditions and form CFUFS. Second, MSCs must express CD105, CD73, and CD90 while lacking expression of certain surface molecules including CD45, CD34, and CD14. Third, MSCs must demonstrate the ability to differentiate into osteoblasts, adipocytes, and chondroblasts in vitro. 
you've explained it clearly, thank you. So, how would you characterize the stem cell properties of mesenchymal stem cells? In essence, MSCs possess the capacity to differentiate into various lineages, including osteogenic, chondrogenic, adipogenic, tenogenic, myogenic, or stromal cells. The debate regarding whether MSCs strictly qualify as stem cells is still ongoing, primarily concerning their ability to differentiate into non-mesenchymal cell types. There have been reports of MSCs from bone marrow and other tissues differentiating into epithelial, endothelial, and neural cells. While there is agreement on specific MSC markers, a distinct marker signifying stemness and multipotentiality has yet to be defined. This is partly because culture-expanded MSCs may lose some specific markers and gain other nonspecific ones, but they still retain their multipotentiality. Further research is required to delve into the molecular characteristics and in vivo distribution of mesenchymal stem cells. In local models, direct injection of human MSCs into rat brain tissue has demonstrated long-term engraftment, with these cells migrating along pathways similar to neural stem cells. In any case, these results underscore the multilineage differentiation potential of bone marrow-derived adult MSCs. So, in which tissues can MSCs be found? When considering the embryonic origin of MSCs, some evidence suggests that they may originate from the supporting layer of the dorsal aorta in the aorto-gonadal mesonephric region. Correspondingly, MSC-like cells have been identified circulating in early human blood. In adults, MSCs appear to serve as resident stem cells in numerous tissues, actively participating in the regular turnover of these tissues. These cells can be prompted to proliferate and differentiate when tissue repair is necessary. The bone marrow stroma-supportive system consists of mesenchymal stem cells, endothelial cells, and adipocytes. In the craniofacial complex's bone marrow, an MSC population has been identified. Other tissues housing MSCs include adipose tissue, dermal tissue, intervertebral discs, amniotic fluid, various dental tissues, the human placenta, cord blood, and peripheral blood. Morphologically and immunophenotypically, MSCs from adipose tissue resemble those from bone marrow. However, the former can generate more colony-forming units of fibroblasts when cultured. Incidentally, Adipose tissue is an attractive source of MSCs for regenerative medicine due to its relative ease of acquisition. It can be harvested with local anesthesia, causing minimal discomfort and risk. I understand. MSCs indeed hold significant potential for clinical research. Naturally, when applying bone marrow mesenchymal stem cells, their isolation becomes a crucial step. Additionally, Determining the desired direction of their differentiation is essential. Could you please introduce some techniques for isolating MSCs? Of course. A density gradient has been utilized to separate mononuclear cells and red blood cells in the bone marrow. Adipose tissue-derived stem cells can also be isolated after enzymatic treatment with collagenase. A stromal vascular fraction paralleling the mononuclear cell fraction can be obtained, and this fraction is collected. 
However, the adipocyte-containing fraction is removed during the first step of centrifugation due to its high content of fatty acids. Plastic adherent cells within the stromal vascular fraction have shown high potential. In vitro expansion and differentiation into different mesenchymal types are possible, but these methods suffer from several major disadvantages. For example, during the first few days of culture, adherent cells from hematopoietic cells are present, and in vitro culture and expansion are required. A solution to overcome these shortcomings is to isolate cells according to the intrinsic properties of MSCs and avoid culturing and generating immortalized cell lines. It does sound reasonable. How could non-cultured MSCs be isolated? Immunosylation can be used to isolate non-cultured MSCs based on cell surface markers. Several studies have employed the positive selection technique, wherein MSCs are immunosylated with antibodies directed at the MSC markers. In addition, immunodepletion is a type of negative selection approach that enriches MSC populations by washing out the cells labeled with antibodies, primarily directed at hematopoietic markers. Recently, more specific and pure populations were isolated utilizing an improved strategy, which combines immunosylation and immunodepletion based on different surface markers. Another technique for non-cultured MSC isolation has been developed, which does not rely on surface markers but on cell biophysical properties. These properties are obtained when cells are suspended under fluid conditions. That sounds interesting. I've read that MSCs can evade immune recognition and suppress immune responses, which makes them valuable for various regenerative medicine applications, including liver transplantation in an allogeneic setting. Could you explain the mechanism behind MSC's immunomodulatory effects? Certainly. There are several mechanisms that explain how MSCs prevent allogeneic rejection in cross-species situations. These mechanisms include their weak immunogenicity, interference with the maturation and function of dendritic cells, suppression of T-cell proliferation, and interactions with natural killer cells. Many reports have indicated that MSCs either do not express or express low levels of MHC class II proteins. Additionally, MSCs have been shown to interfere with the maturation of dendritic cells. On one hand, human MSCs can promote antigen-induced activation of purified T-cells. However, when dendritic cells are added to the cultures, T-cell responses are suppressed in a contact-dependent manner. This inhibition can be partially overridden by adding factors that promote dendritic cell maturation. These findings are supported by co-culture experiments, where both MSCs and their supernatants interfere with dendritic cell endocytosis and reduce their ability to secrete interleukin-12 and activate aloreactive T-cells. Similar results have been observed in co-culture experiments with human MSCs and dendritic cells, where mature type I dendritic cells secreted less tumor necrosis factor and showed increased secretion of interleukin-10. I see. It appears that the connection between MSCs and dendritic cells is indeed strong. So, how do MSCs affect T-cells and natural killer cells? Well, there is a direct interaction between MSCs and T-cells, either through cell contact or the release of soluble factors. 
Stimulation of T-cells in culture by mitogens and alloantigens is distinct. MSCs can increase the levels of interleukin-2 and interleukin-10 in mixed lymphocyte cultures. None of these factors are constitutively secreted by MSCs. Phytohemagglutinin stimulates peripheral blood lymphocytes to decrease interleukin-2 levels but not interleukin-10. The addition of a prostaglandin inhibitor restored the inhibition induced by MSCs and phytohemagglutinin cultures. Moreover, transforming growth factor beta-1 and hematopoietic growth factor mediate the effects of MSCs on T-lymphocyte-suppressed proliferation. Both cellular stimuli and nonspecific mitogens are effective, and T-cell inhibition is mediated by soluble factors. In transwell experiments, Cell-cell contact between MSCs and effector cells was avoided. As for natural killer cells, MSCs alter their phenotype and suppress proliferation and cytokine secretion. Some of these effects are mediated by soluble factors, such as transforming growth factor beta-1. Overall, the precise mechanisms by which MSCs avoid detection by the immune system have not been fully elucidated. Yeah, but despite this, new mechanisms may be revealed as more soluble factors in cells are actively studied. Anyway, MSCs constitute a unique population of adult stem cells, holding great promise for various tissue engineering applications. These cells can be readily isolated from various sites in the human body, including bone marrow and adipose tissues. MSCs can be induced to generate osteoblasts, chondrocyte, and adipocytes through specific differentiation patterns. In the next episode, we will discuss the tissue regeneration ability of MSCs. Thank you for the wonderful sharing, Benjamin. I hope our listeners enjoy this podcast. Well, I guess we will end here today. There will be more interesting topics waiting for us in the next program. See you next time. Thank you. I hope to see you next time as well.